I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, news, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with the news. The Daytona Regional Chamber's 104th annual meeting was held at the Speedway the other night, and I was a guest of Florida Healthcare. Fantastic folks. This was a superb venue, and it was a very nice event. Our local Brian Kelly talked with the audience and sang several of his new songs. And Daytona Beach Police Chief Jakari Young was presented the Hyatt Brown Enterprise Award. And Halifax Health Physician Dr. Stephen Miles received the Glenn Ritchie Leadership Award. Both very much well-deserved. All in all, it was well put together. Nice event. And the following evening, the Daytona Beach First Step Shelter held their second annual Mayor's Gala with a couple of hundred people in attendance. And First Step Shelter Chair, Mayor Derek Henry, pointed out that almost 600 people have gone through the shelter program and that the shelter has capacity to house up to 100 individuals at a time. However, it was mentioned that case managers are a critical part of the shelter's services. The shelter's $1.5 million budget is based on partnerships with the county, city of Daytona Beach, Ormond Beach, Port Orange, Holly Hill, New Smyrna Beach, Daytona Beach Shores, and Pond Sendlet, the Port Orange Elks Club, and Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church were honored for their service and assistance with the shelter. But I'd like to make a special mention of Roseanne Tornator, my good friend, who with her leadership put together and donated for the Roseanne Tornator Safe Zone, which allowed this shelter to become Pottinger compliant. That's very, very important. So I want to wish the best for the future of First Step Shelter and congratulate Victoria Fallberg for putting together a fantastic event the other night. Next item, at their last meeting, the Florida Revenue Estimating Conference is projecting an additional $2.18 billion additional tax revenue for the coming fiscal year. This is primarily due to higher projected sales tax collections. With that said, the legislature entering their fifth week will focus on the fiscal year 2024-25 budget. That will mean a $115.9 billion budget 
proposed by the Senate, while the House, led by Appropriations Chair Representative Tom Leake, is looking to propose a $115.5 billion budget. The current budget is $117 billion, and the governor has proposed a $114 billion budget. Next item, wanted to mention a candidate's update. This will be for the August 20th primary and the November 5th general election later this year. Candidates include Clerk of the Court, Laura Roth, Republican, incumbent, Supervisor of Elections, Lisa Lewis, Republican, incumbent, State Attorney, R.J. Larissa, Republican, incumbent, Sheriff, Mike Chitwood, independent, incumbent, James Powers, Republican, Public Defender, Matt Metz, Republican, incumbent, Tax Collector, Will Roberts, Republican, incumbent, Property Appraiser, Larry Bartlett, Republican, incumbent, for County Chair, Jeff Brower, incumbent, and Don Burnett and Randy Dye, County Council, District 2, Matt Reinhardt, incumbent, County Council District 4, Troy Kent, incumbent. School Board District 2, Cassandra Goynier, Krista Goodrich, Angela Kopnicki. For School Board District 4, Donna Brosmer, Merrick Brunker, Carl Persis, incumbent. County Judge Brian Feigenbaum, incumbent. Daytona Beach City Commission, Zone 2, Ken Strickland, incumbent. Deltona City Commission, Zone 2, Elizabeth Chavez, William Mayberry, and Emma Santiago. Deltona Commission, Seat 6, Dominic Lully. Edgewater Commission, District 4, Gary Conroy. Holly Hill Mayor, John Penny. New Smyrna Beach Mayor, Fred Cleveland, incumbent, and Lewis Joseph Pate. New Smyrna Beach, Zone 3, Jason McGurk, incumbent, Larry Wesley. New Smyrna Beach, Zone 4, Randy Hartman. Orange City Mayor, Kelly Marks, William O'Connor. Ormond Beach Mayor, Jason Leslie, Susan Persis. Ormond Beach Commission, Zone 2, Travis Sargent, incumbent. Ormond Beach Commission, Zone 3, Barbara Bonarigo, Kristen Deaton. Ormond Beach Commission, Zone 4, Harold Briley. Port Orange Mayor, Scott Stiltner. Port Orange District 3, Sean Geffert, Barry Pitak. Florida Senate District 7, Michael Gist. NPA, George Anthony Hill, Democrat. Jerry James, Republican. Tom Leake, Republican. Florida House District 27, Richard Gentry, Republican. Stephen Wayne Shives, Republican. Betty Ciroli, Republican. 
Florida House District 28, John Navarra, Democrat, Bill Partington, Republican, Florida House District 29, Webster Barnaby, Republican, Incumbent, Florida House District 30, Chase Tremont, Republican, Incumbent, Kellyanne Smith, Democrat, U.S. Senate, Rick Scott, Republican, Incumbent, U.S. Congress, House District 6, Michael Waltz, Republican, Incumbent, U.S. Congress, House District 7, Corey Mills, Republican, Incumbent, Alec Pastrana, Democrat. And also regarding elections, there is talk of a Medicaid expansion constitutional amendment in 2026 and a new group, Florida Decides Healthcare, has begun collecting signatures for the 2026 ballot initiative to expand Medicaid. This is to close the coverage gap for people who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid, but they can't afford enough for private insurance. Florida is one of 10 states that has not expanded Medicaid to low-income, childless adults as allowed under the Affordable Care Act. Now, efforts to expand Medicaid go back to like when Governor Rick Scott was in his first term, and this was like 2011 or 12. I remember being in Tallahassee at that time. And legislative leadership, House Speaker then, Richard Corcoran, opposed it. Under the Affordable Health Care Act, the feds pay 90% to expand Medicaid to these adults, and the state pays the remaining 10%. Additional federal matching funds would come from the 2021 American Rescue Plan Act for the first two years following Medicaid expansion. The Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo wants to improve access to health care, but via the Live Healthy Act, she says Medicaid expansion is a false government promise. And also related to elections, I want to remind everyone Again, the Florida presidential preference primary will be next month, Tuesday, March 19th, and early voting will take place Saturday, March the 9th to Saturday, March 16th, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Locations will be the elections office in the land on Woodland Boulevard and the center at Deltona, in Deltona, the Florence Little Town Hall in DeBerry, and the Daytona Beach, Ormond Beach, and New Smyrna Beach libraries, as well as the Lakeside Center in Port Orange. So that'll be Presidential Preference Primary Day, March 19th. Next item, New Smyrna Beach update. January 23rd, with city manager, 34-year city manager Khalid Reshtat retiring in August, New Smyrna Beach City Commission selected strategic government resources, 
consultant that'll lead the request in finding a new city manager. And there'll be numerous public meetings and other venues whereby the public can meet and share their input and learn more about the candidates for mayor. Mayor Fred Cleveland expects to have a new manager on board by mid-April. And to reiterate somewhat from last week's report, Deltona City Commission appointed Troy Shimkus to fill the remainder of the District 2 seat, which is, expires November this year. Now, this was due to retirement of Commissioner Anita Bradford, who resigned earlier for health reasons, and we wish her the best. But also, January the 30th, Commissioner Tom Burbank resigned, so the city is seeking another replacement to fill the remainder of his term, which is also set to expire November 2026. And commissioners have until March 1st to find someone to fill that vacant seat. Next item, some events you might want to have on your calendar, like the 2024 State of the County Luncheon. That's going to be Valentine's Day, February 14th, 12 noon, at the Center at Deltona, and that's 1640 MLK Boulevard in Deltona. And this is where the County Council looks back on their partnerships and accomplishments from 2023, and they talk about future county goals. Now, reservations can be made at www.volusia.org slash SOC. And it, this is going to be limited standing room only capacity. And if you don't RSVP in advance, you may not be guaranteed lunch or entry because of uh, the room occupancy restrictions. But for additional information or RSVP assistance, contact my good friend Brianna at 822-5062. Extension 12268, and she'll take care of you. Then two days later, February the 16th, will be the Volusia Economic Report Q4 breakfast. That'll start 7.30 a.m., Daytona International Airport. And for other meetings, one I want to especially point out was the Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable. That's going to be March 11th at Monday, March 11th, 9 a.m. That'll be Daytona International Airport. I highly recommend that meeting of city and county officials. Then on February the 7th, 9 a.m., Environmental Natural Resources Advisory Committee. It'll be at the County Administration Building. On February 15th, 9 a.m., Planning and Land Development Regulation Commission. That'll be at the County Administration Building. Next day, February the 16th, 9 a.m., the ECHO Advisory Board meets at the County Administration Building. West Volusia Advertising Authority meets February 21st, 9 a.m., at the Main Street, the Land Office, and that's 100 
Woodland Boulevard in the land. The Southeast Volusia Tourism Advertising Authority meets February 27th, 9 a.m. at the New Smyrna Beach Area Visitors Bureau office. And then on February 24th, the River to Sea TPO Transportation Planning Organization meets 9 a.m. Daytona International Airport. And Volusia Growth Management Commission meets February 24th, 6 p.m. County Administration Building. And today for our guest, we have Daytona Beach Shores Mayor Nancy Miller. Nancy, glad to have you with us. Well, thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be here today. Okay. Uh, Daytona Beach Shore City Commission. Recently, they had two appointments to their commission. Who are those individuals? Uh, yes, Jim. Unfortunately, we had two of our longtime uh, commissioners that resigned. Commissioner Mel Lindauer and Commissioner Richard Bryan. Um, focusing on the form six that they weren't happy with. Be, uh, be that being, yeah, that being said, that's behind us. We hated to lose both of them with all the experience they had, but we're very pleased with the two appointments we had. Uh, the first one is uh, our commissioner, Mark Card. Mark Card has been a realtor in the area for a while and has lived in the shores off and on several different times. So he's pretty familiar with the area. The next one is our previous public safety director, Stephen Dubinsky, and Stephen brings a wealth of knowledge to our city, um, being there for over 22 years. So excited to have them both on the team. Well, you got two fine new commissioners on that, so congratulations there. Absolutely. Uh, still Daytona Beach Shores, beach restoration, you know, following Hurricane Ian. How's beach restoration going? Well, Jim, it's going pretty well. We've made so much progress with the majority of our properties on the beach. It's been a long time coming. As you probably know, those seawalls were not insured. So all of that money had to come from the residents and special assessments for those beachfront properties. Um, they're doing very, very well. Unfortunately, you know, we still have a ways to go on that. And one of the things that we did have to do was send out notices of violations to the properties that had done nothing. As you can imagine, these seawalls were very, very expensive, and it wasn't fair for a property that did their due diligence, put up their seawall, and the property next to them did not do anything. If you remember, the um, floods that came along with Ian and Nicole went around the seawalls and caused damage from the back end, so we don't want that to happen to any property. So we're reaching out to them one by one. I'm happy to say we have a hurricane restoration reimbursement from the state that if you spend $600,000, you can get $300,000 back. Mm -hmm. A lot of our citizens in those condos have taken advantage of that. So 50-50. So if you spent $500, you get $250 back. What I'm trying to do right now, Jim, is it was a $100 million grant. And so far, only about... 20 million has been spent. So there's still about 80 million in that fund. Very happy to report that 15 million of that came to Volusia County residents and almost 9, 9 million to Daytona Shores residents. That's because I'm constantly talking about that, applying that. 
So what I'm trying to do now is reach out to our legislators and the DEP and saying, if you have that money left, there were some ineligible uh, properties. Let's see if we can get them included to help them along. Well, now, Nancy, you mentioned, you know, legislators, anything specific legislature wise, they're going into their fifth week, I believe now. Anything yes. specific uh, that Shores or local officials are looking at up there in Tallahassee? Well, we met with some of uh, our officials, our local, uh, Tom Lake, Chase, Tremont, on specific issues that we were looking at. So, you know, number one, this is the first time we've ever asked for appropriation. Um, I want to make sure that this HRR gets as funded as it can to all of the properties. The third thing we are looking at, and this is universal all over the county, if not the state, was the insurance. So trying to encourage them to get more insurance competition into Florida. Actually, Jim, when we were up there last week, we were representing Florida League of Cities. So we weren't really talking about individual city issues. We were talking about more of the issues that the league supports. One of the biggest one being um, the couple of bills that are around homestead exemptions. Ah. So that's what we brought forward. There was one on business taxes. So all of these things are taking revenue away from the cities, and we still have to maintain the services that our residents are used to. And, um, you know, in our city, it's not as bad because we don't have as many homesteaded properties. It's going to affect us about $231 million if that, I'm sorry, 231000 if that went through. But a bigger city like Port Orange that has the highest number of homesteaded properties, it will greatly affect their revenue. And it all comes back to home rule. Exactly, to home rule. You're exactly yeah. right. That's what I was going to talk about, too. Uh, the home rule supporting um, the goals of the Florida League of Cities, you know, and their support or opposition to bills is what we did last week. Okay. Well, Nancy, you're also chair of the Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable, that group that meets uh, every other month, I believe it is. Any specific oh, yeah. issues that Elected Officials Roundtable is focusing on? Uh, so what we try to do, again, is represent the whole county, the east side, the west side, to make sure we're just not doing beachfront properties, oceanfront properties. So what we did was last month, what I wanted to talk about was insurance. Again, how important that is to every homeowner in Volusia County. So we had a representative from Brown and Brown there. To step back, I do coffee with the mayor once a month. And uh, we had a, a vice president of Brown and Brown speaking us on insurance. How did we get to these high rates? What's going to help? What Where do we need to go? So I thought that that was so important. I asked uh, the county to reach out to Brown and Brown and bring them back again. So I think it was a very informative event we had that day. The next thing we'll do in March, um, we've asked somebody from the county, it'll probably be John Booker, to speak on the bills because that will be very close to the end of session. And, and folks, she's right, though, because let me add, I attend those uh, elected official roundtable meetings and Mayor, she does a great job in leading that group, though. And I highly, highly recommend that uh, if you're looking for an informative type meeting, though, this is it. I believe your next meeting is going to be March the 11th at nine o'clock. It uh, is at I the highly... Dennis McGee room and uh, it is open to the public. Uh, we have 
audience participation. So if there's something that you want to say, we want to hear from you. Jim, on a side note, I'm also the first vice president of Volusia League of Cities and um, the advocacy chair. I want to know what's going on in the county. What do we need help with? So um, normally mayors, but we also had a city manager that brought issues to us. Number one, um, you're very familiar with Belvedere. The second one, the Live Local. So bringing those issues to our Volusia County Advocacy Committee so that we can help in any way we can, you know, getting organized to try and support them. And I think based on, uh, I think it goes back to y'all's meetings and such, bringing it up about Live Local Act, the legislature has now got a couple of bills that they are working on that addresses some of those concerns, hopefully with uh, Live Local Act here locally. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, the folks from DeBerry were the ones that spearheaded that, uh, again, with our support behind them. And you're correct that they are making some amendments. Not familiar exactly what's going to be coming about, but they're listening. Well, Mayor, you're not only chair of uh, elected officials roundtable, but I understand that you've also been uh, elected as chair elect for the Florida League of Mayors and that you're the first Volusia mayor to ever hold that post. Can you tell us a little bit about that group? Oh, I'm very, very excited about that. So it's a group, we four, have five, I'm sorry, 411 mayors in Florida. Um, most of them come to one or two meetings that we have a year. So it's uh, a meeting of mayors to collaborate on issues that we have in our cities and municipalities. Our current president, Scott Brook, has three initiatives that he's working on. The first one is mental health. The second one is near and dear to my heart, which is mentoring. Because as you probably know, last year we started a mentoring program with the Volusia League of Cities. So I'm chairing that committee. And then the last one is veterans. So again, collaboration, what are you doing in your city? Share best practices. Is there something that could be rolled out to another city because it's so successful? Well, again, congratulations on, on well, that. Well, thank you so uh, much. Nancy, any closing comments you'd like to share with us? Uh, just very happy to be on this call today. I'm so proud to be associated with Volusia County. One of the things when I took over as mayor of Daytona Beach Shores, I didn't want to be isolated just in the shores. I wanted to help in any way that I could in Volusia County. And it has been so successful with the partnering that we have done with them and uh, even more so with all that was going on with the beach. So again, very, very happy to be part of Volusia County and representing it in any way that I can. Well, hearing what you just said, and, and I can say firsthand, uh, seeing what I've seen, your work countywide, though, you've done a fantastic job. So congratulations. But we're sure glad to have you with us today. Wish you the best, Nancy. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Jim. It was nice talking to you. And to finish up, let's not forget that the national debt is now more than $34 trillion and growing by the minute. And it's costing taxpayers like $2.8 billion each day just to service that debt. And over a year's time, it adds up to the same amount basically as the entire Defense Department budget. Now, look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. 
and the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter. I emailed it last week. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And it looks like uh, we're going to have some good crowds coming in the next few weeks for uh, races leading up to the Daytona 500. And again, I want to wish NASCAR the best for a successful and prosperous speed weeks. And at the same time, with this many people in town, our first responders, that includes law enforcement, firefighters, paramedic, and others, they're going to have to be on hand to cover whatever type situations and emergencies that might occur. That's why I, again, want to extend my sincere appreciation for the hard work they do. Now, this is Jim Cameron signing off, saying... God bless and roll tide.